Hello, I'm Lisa Hilton, and I'm here to brighten your day. Each episode, I'll share three things that have brightened my day. It might be something I just learned. It might be a new kitchen gadget I discovered. Or it might be a new bottle of wine I uncorked. Then I'll invite a guest to share three things that have brightened their day. Our brains on positive are happier, less stressed, and more productive. Together, we're going to start a ripple of positivity that will spread. Let's go make some waves. Hi, friends. Lisa here. For those of you who know me, you know that positivity is my beat. It's how I make my living. It's how I'm wired. And it's one of my top five strengths. My guest today is Aaron Overstreet. I met Aaron when I was exploring breathwork as a way to improve my emotional state and reduce my levels of stress. Being a trained singer, my instinct is to inhale and suspend my breath, then slowly exhale to create long musical phrases. Aaron showed me a technique that is almost the opposite. I used a slow inhale and then a rapid exhale, followed by another inhale and rapid exhale, and so on. It took a little bit to get used to it, but it created deep relaxation, and there were a few times where I felt the sensation of being outside of my body. It was an energizing experience, and I'm really excited to check in with Aaron again and hear what's been brightening his day. But first, I want to share the things that have been brightening my day. This past weekend, I took Aria and a friend to the Croc Center to go swimming. It was the first time we'd been back since things were shut down for COVID. Aria was super excited to go down the slide, swim in the lazy river, and show off her new swimming skills. The water was so nice and warm, and the pool wasn't overcrowded. We had a great time swimming and splashing around. And can I just say, I love the private changing rooms they have at the Croc Center. You get your own shower and sink and changing area, and nobody has to see your business. <laughs> After we got dressed, the girls decided to be brave and try the climbing wall. They were fitted into a harness, and then up they went. Aria made it about a third of the way the first time, and then about halfway the second time before asking to be brought down. I was really proud of her. You know, I secretly thought they were going to bail before they even got to the wall. It made me remember my first rock wall experience. It was on the one and only cruise Clark and I have taken. We sailed on a Royal Caribbean ship through the Eastern Caribbean. As far as cruising goes, it was a wonderful trip. However, both Clark and I have decided cruises aren't our thing. But they had a climbing wall on the ship, and we both tried it. I only made it about halfway, but Clark made it to the top. And one of these days, I have to try it again. I need to get my courage up and get back in the harness to see if I can make it to the top. A funny side note about courage. <laughs> Did you know that there's always rage in courage? So maybe the next time I'm really stinking mad, I should head over to the climbing wall. I just might make it to the top. The second thing that has brightened my day is visiting the Oregon Zoo. It was a perfect day for the zoo. Not too hot, no rain, and the animals were out. Aria was very quiet in the car on the way there, and I asked her what she was doing. I'm making a graph of the animals I will see, she told me. Her X and Y axes showed quantity and type. She was going to create a bar chart. I was so proud. 
As we started out, she had her notebook and pen in hand. And she looked up at me and said, Mommy, I feel like this is going to be the best day ever. Aw, we saw three bears right out of the gate, two of which got into some sort of tussle. That was pretty exciting to see bears fight. Aria had her first three ticks in her notebook. And we were able to get up close and personal with a cougar. Through the glass, that is. I had never seen one so close. I overheard someone next to us say, They sure have a small head compared to their feet. I wonder if they have a small brain. Hmm. We enjoyed watching the elephants drink water and give themselves a dust bath. And we got to see the highlight of the day, Nora, the new baby polar bear. She was pacing back and forth in front of us, and the lady next to me said, I think she's smelling us. (laughs) We didn't stick around too long after that. We took a ride on the carousel. We bought a souvenir polar bear stuffy from the gift shop and headed home. As we drove through the Vista Ridge Tunnel on our way back to I-5, we honked our horn and a few other cars joined in. The third thing that has brightened my day is watching Aria ride her bike. You know, as a kid, I remember learning to ride my bike really clearly. I had this cute little blue Schwinn bike, and I remember my brother had a red one. Training wheels were not an option for me and my brother. My dad's idea of teaching us to ride our bikes was he gave us a big push and told us to pedal fast. (laughs) I know I crashed a few times, but I learned to ride my bike. And in the summers, I'd love riding my bike down to the local pay and save to buy the latest Archie Digest or Sweet Valley High books. You remember those? I biked everywhere and I loved it. Aria doesn't seem to share the same affinity I had for bikes. It was a struggle to get her to ride with training wheels, and even more of a struggle to get her to ride without them. I will say this, when the child is ready, they're ready. And if you try to force them to be ready on your timeline, well, good luck. (laughs) It only took about three days of trying, and Aria got it. She demanded that we run with her, and hold on to her bike seat. We did this for about two days. (laughs) Now, I'm pretty fit, but that running alongside her had to stop. So one time, I just quietly let go, and she kept going until she realized I wasn't next to her, in which case she quickly stopped, but she'd done it. Now, let's talk about stopping. (laughs) When Aria stops, she doesn't put on the brakes. She completely abandons ship. She throws her leg over to the other side and just jumps off. It freaked me and Clark out the first time. What are you doing? Clark is much more patient of a teacher than I, so he worked with Aria to show her how to stay on the bike and use the brakes at the same time. Now she can start, she can go, and she can stop all on her own. I don't think she'll be biking down to the 7-Eleven for a Slurpee anytime soon, but she's overcome her fear and learned to ride her bike, and that brightens my day. And speaking of overcoming fear, here's a positivity tip for the day. Think of a challenge like climbing a ladder. Break down a challenge into six or so small steps. What is the first small step you feel confident enough to take up the ladder to achieve this challenge? What is the next slightly more challenging step to progress up the ladder? Keep this going until you've reached your goal. 
My guest today is Aaron Overstreet. Aaron is a leader in the breathwork community and has developed his own unique style and approach to breathwork. His intimate relationship with the breath has led him to a deep understanding of its healing powers. Aaron has been teaching rebirthing breathwork for over three decades. He enjoys sharing his work through one-on-one sessions as well as group events. I have had the pleasure of experiencing Aaron's masterful guidance with breathwork, and I'm thrilled to have him on my podcast today. Welcome, Aaron. Thank you, Lisa. It's really good to be here. Well, I'm going to make a statement that's going to sound ridiculous. Breathing is underrated. We <laughs> we really take for granted how we inhale and exhale without thinking about it. But you've shown me that thinking about breathing and using different inhale and exhale techniques can really be transformational for our bodies. So can you briefly explain breathwork and what it is you do for our listeners? Breathwork is conscious breathing. So anytime we're conscious of our breathing, whether we're just maybe meditating and watching it mm-hmm. and being aware of it, or if we're consciously manipulating it for a desired result. And there are lots of different types of breathwork. Uh, what I practice for birthing breathwork is one of the original kind of Western forms. If you've done yoga, there's the pranayama aspect of yoga, which is the breathwork involved with yoga. And that's ancient. That's been around a long time. Right now, there are lots of different types of breathwork for different results. There's Wim Hof is very popular. He's also known as the Iceman. And people use that breathwork for body mastery, for you know being in ice baths for five to 10 minutes, fun stuff like that. Wow. <laughs> and what I do is called rebirthing breathwork. And it's really therapeutical for people that are looking for emotional healing, people who are dealing with, you know, it could be self-esteem issues or childhood trauma. And the breath is an amazing tool to help resolve and heal those old traumas. Yeah. Wow. Thank you for that. We do have a lot of emotional healing that needs to or should happen in our nation. And Mm -hmm. I can say that after having worked with you, I'm much more conscious and I would say intentional about my breathing and being connected to my breath and my body. I hope more and more people start to understand the power of breath, right? Mm -hmm. Well, I won't hold my breath any longer. What are the three (laughs) things that have brightened your day lately? You know, I love that question. And I love, I love your show and and the focus on, you know, what we're appreciative of and The first thing today was really how I started my day. This was the first day in a couple weeks that I didn't have any appointments until now, which is 2 p.m. So I just got to take time for myself. I got to wake up and I just laid there and looked into my breath, looked at my mind, you know, checked for tension in my body. And I just gave myself attention, which being an introvert is important to recharge. But also I find because I get busy and I'm working with a lot of people, for different things that I do need that time to just like be with myself and see how I'm doing. And I gave myself till 10. So I like laid from eight to 10 in bed and just, just kind of like said hi to myself. And it was (laughs) delightful. (laughs) That's amazing. You know, I would guess that for some people that would be excruciating to lay and listen to their body for two hours, but what an amazing experience. So I'm just curious what did your body tell you this morning? 
I check in with my breath. First of all, I kind of, I'll take a deep breath and I'll notice if there's anything that's restricting my breath. And, mm. and usually if there is, that means maybe there's some emotion I need to look at, or maybe I'm stressed about something. So first, yeah, I just started breathing. Not really any particular method other than just checking in and taking deep breaths. And mm. that felt really good. And, you know, just also looking at the quality of my thoughts. Sometimes if there's mm. something that needs attention in us, sometimes it'll hijack our thoughts. And so, you know, I thought a lot about this interview. Is what I wanted to share, but I didn't overthink it, you know, because we can also think ourselves into exhaustion. Yeah. So I just, you know, and I just kind of just things happening in my life, checked in with my mind and my body felt good, noticing like there's a little bit of inflammation and I could probably be drinking more water. Well, yeah. And as it gets harder and warmer, I think we forget that our body is what, 70% water. <laughs> yeah. We've got to replenish. What else has brightened your day lately? kind of just a little thing, but um, you know, you know my partner, Bhagavati. Yes. You guys work together and we've created a beautiful garden this year at her house. And so I came over to her house today, which is where I'm at now. And when I was walking out to the house, I noticed the garden and there's this big, giant, like beautifully red strawberry that's ready. Mm. It's also her daughter's birthday today. So when her daughter gets home, she's got this like birthday strawberry. This is, it's the biggest one I've seen from the garden. It's this kind of little special treat for her for her birthday. And also that the garden is just beautiful. And we've been, we started early this year and, you know, we're still experimenting with how to garden, but we've got all these different foods that are ready now. And so we can just like walk out into the yard and eat. Just the bounty from the earth, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like, Growing your own food and eating the food that you grow is so important for wellness, mm -hmm. you know, or at least eating healthy, organic produce. But when you can grow it yourself, there's something really special about it. I agree. And I also love what it teaches us. You know, you don't just go to the store and get your food. Like it really comes from somewhere and, mm -hmm. and sort of understanding where that is. At least when you sit down, you don't just shovel it in your mouth and then run about to do something else. You can actually sit and appreciate and savor the food. Some people mm -hmm. don't have food. We're so blessed. Exactly. Yeah. Sounds like a beautiful garden. What's the third thing that's brightened your day? You know, um, I think it's just the work I get to do with my clients. Lately, the people that I've been working with have been finding a lot of wellness and healing through what I do. And, you know, with the work I do, I'm not doing anything for anybody. I'm kind of a, a breath technician. So I'm guiding <laughs> their breath so that they can do the healing themselves. And I've been yesterday, I just I had an amazing session with a client and there was some really great results. And it just it feels good to be helping people help themselves to feel better so they can make the world a better place, so that they can bring more positivity into the world, so that they can change what they're struggling with and heal it. And just like this morning when I was you know laying in bed just kind of pondering things. I was kind of savoring that, that I'm so blessed that I get to, to do this work with people mm -hmm. and feeling really appreciative of that. And that, that brightened my day. You know, what you're mentioning is really resonating with me today as well, because it's so true that we don't help people grow and learn when we direct them or command them or administrate them. It is through this coaching or this guiding helping them to have the self-discovery that really leads to 
growth and if I may use the word transformation and mm -hmm. you're our breath coach. You're, you're helping <laughs> us to, to have those transformations. And, and I think it's an amazing gift that you have and that you share with others. Well, thank you so much, Aaron, for being a guest on my podcast today. And thank you for brightening my day. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to brighten your day. To be a guest on my podcast, email me at HiltonLisaB at gmail.com. That's Hilton with a Y. Special thanks to Clark Hilton for post-production and special thanks to Chris Jones for composing the theme song. <laughs>